speaking of fish out of water, yeah. uh, John Frankie Kennedy went on a... <laughs> he was out of water. He was out of water on a, on a podcast. For listeners that don't know, John Frankie Kennedy is a uh, character we invented hmm. uh, on the podcast uh, as a speculative listener who... Uh, a generic specula- speculative listener that we, over the, over the weeks, filled in small details about yes like the fact that he was always on the bus yep. going to collect some Warhammer like yep. Warhammer collected Eldar um, and uh, later on we filled in the fact that he was a um, he was a, a fan of, of 19th century um, uh, US, US politics. politics yeah and someone who we don't know mm-hmm. like I don't recognise the voice I've no. listened to the podcast no uh, they took it upon themselves to create that character yeah uh, bring that character to life and create the Orcs Are Dorks podcast yes so that that, that character made a, a podcast yeah um, so if you haven't heard of Orcs Are Dorks you can go check it out it's 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 it really is baffling that it exists yeah it's bizarre yeah um, and uh, it's well worth a listen just just to be like this is too many layers. This is too too many rabbit hole layers deep. Yes. To, yeah. For, for for me to like, if you want to be baffled and excited slightly, yeah. um, then go over there. I can't remember what episode we started. John Frankie no Kennedy. I, I couldn't tell you. Maybe John could. But probably. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon. I reckon John Frankie Kennedy or JFK. Yeah. As uh, he's known to his friends, <laughs> yep. um, could probably tell us what episode we came up with that character. Yeah, because it was one of those bits where we talk to like a prospective listener, like John on the bus. Yeah, going we to know buy you. Some you should go and talk to your friends about the podcast, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then um, <laughs> did not know it would lead to some sometimes quite scary. Yeah, podcasts. I've been. I there was a, there was a one. There was one. I think it was something about a soul in, uh, when when a soul was in a prison orb. Yeah. Um, uh, John Frank when, when John's, soul. John's soul was trapped in a prison orb yeah. after he lost the kerfuffle and duffle the to Orky Mike. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, this is all. This is real. We're not joking. This is all this, stuff that um, came out. Uh, we. Uh, I there was one where he was walking around in that, and it was really quite. It, it it scared me, yeah. Because it was there was like a voice. I can't remember what it was saying, but it was like bad Johns or something. And I think he <laughs> met. I think he met John Lennon. Um, oh yeah. And it was just it was quite scary. Um, there was like a like like you know mysterious phone calls, and they were in an infinity box, that sort of thing. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, effective audio drama. <laughs> In the most unsettling way. But yeah. Well, recently, as in... uh, As of yesterday. As of yesterday, time of recording yesterday. So uh, what's the date today? The 6th Mm -hmm. um, of August 2023. uh, John Frank Kennedy was on another podcast. Yeah. um, Called So Tell Me About Your Podcast. I've got to... so, So Tell Me About... So tell me about your podcast. Um, is a, a show where they interview podcast creators yes. and ask them about their podcast. Yeah, it's a very simple, uh, simple idea for a podcast. Yeah, um, uh, I've got to tell you, it unsettled me. 
really to find out that um that, that, that this had happened yeah because it feels like universe bleed yeah. it, it feels, feels like, like it's it feels real like, yeah so the last of pitch universe is one thing right yeah, you yeah. know people turn up in it and 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 that we've got the in story stuff and we've got the out of story yeah, stuff yeah. um we've got our own narrative mm. um of living in lives of pitch towers or what have you oh yeah um and uh, Dave being the CEO and all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Then there's the Orkiverse, which yeah. is a separate universe to the Lives of Pitch podcast. Yeah. In which, apparently, the Lives of Pitch podcast manifests. Yeah. And then there is the real world. Yes. <laughs> and it feels like you've got to go through all of those things to get to the Orkiverse. Yeah. And then for that to bleed out into the real world brings me terror. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was surreal listening to John Frankie Kennedy, a character we made up, who who told the host, Aldo B. Martin, uh, very good, very good host. Yeah. Uh, very gracious host yep. of this podcast. <laughs> Trying, like, being very, very gracious and professional in the face of clearly not really quite understanding <laughs> why you'd make a, 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 a podcast based yeah. on a character at one point he asks what orcs are yeah <laughs> it's it was a really surreal experience listening to it i i was i was enjoying myself the whole time and i will go and listen to more of this podcast because <laughs> like I bet I bet every episode's not as weird as this one. Yeah, I mean, like, to, to interview someone who is playing a character um, must be difficult. To go on a, po- a real-life podcast, not this yeah. kind of nonsense that we do, mm. but, like, a real-life podcast, yeah. talking about real life. Yeah. Uh, people who make podcasts. In you know, character, in, To go on, that's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, as John Frankie Kennedy. Exactly. It <laughs> takes a lot of guts. I was just sort of like... Oh, is this the one where we get to know... We find out who John Frankie Kennedy really is. Yeah, and no. no spoiler alert. <laughs> you don't. You do not. But it was fun anyway. Yeah, uh, it was a good good episode. I, I uh, Yeah, I will go and listen to some more of that podcast because yeah. it was, yeah, it was really nice to listen to someone talk about other podcasts and the, and the, the process of making podcasts. Do you think... What, what Tom... <laughs> There's a second podcast based in the based on loosely on the on the Lives of Pitch uh, universe. Is Lives of President? Yeah. What if they go on it as oh, well? No. <laughs> Don't. Well, single-handedly baffling these people. This was the thing. So on Twitter, yeah, or X or whatever. Don't call it. <laughs> I'm uh, just treating it like this current update has a bug. Yeah. Um, where, where, where the title's not coming up. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, with um, with this, when John Franklin Kennedy posted about it, yeah. just saying, oh, you guys are mentioned on it. Yeah. Like they tagged us. Uh, I thought that this was a new strand. <laughs> this like, this is a new thing. You've been gaslight, gaslit into thinking that, like, every podcast you hear about through this process. It, yeah. You know <laughs> you know how, like, some of the uh, Twitter people in the Orcsar Dorks universe yeah. have been around way before they appeared on the Orcsar Dorks yes, podcast? Yes, yeah, yeah. I thought it was like that. Mm. I thought 
uh, that this podcast had been created with a bunch of episodes yeah. just to get John Frankie Kennedy on like episode 14. That's full conspiracy theory yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. That was that was like <laughs> well, when I, I didn't listen to it until like, I, I put it on essentially, yeah. but like when I saw that post I was like, "Oh no, they've made another podcast about <laughs> talking about podcasts." And purely to get John Frankie Kennedy on. But when I listened to it, I was very pleasantly surprised yeah. that this, that wasn't the case. Because yeah. that seems like an awful lot of work. <laughs> it's too much work, I think. But it was it was joyful to listen to... Uh, I think that's the sort of work that needs more resources than uh, our limited listenership has. Yes. <laughs> but it, it was nice to listen to John Frankie Kennedy talk about the reason why. Yep. And sort of have, have almost like a trip down memory lane. <laughs> it kind of it kind of makes it more benign when you know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why I liked it. Yeah, yeah. Put your mind at ease. Yeah, put my mind at ease. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just have have the host just be completely baffled. Yeah, it, it, it's it's only in the first like five minutes mm-hmm. of the episode that <laughs> they're trying to sort of like reorientate themselves as to what's going on. <laughs> yeah. And then, like the the latter half of the of the episode is more. They have they get down to to, to the um, more universal experience of podcasting, which is like they start asking questions about like why people podcast and yes. like, all that sort of thing. They they stop asking about the, the the screws and nails of the podcast, which are the thing that are things that are absolutely unhinged. Yeah, and um, <laughs> and they start talking about what makes people podcasting and how you and how podcasting you know uh, works philosophically. Yeah, um, which is quite interesting coming from John Frankie Kennedy. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. Because again, as I've been saying. I'm not sure if any of this has actually gone out on the podcast, but I'm going to say it here now. Yeah. John Frank Kennedy has an incredible talent for making podcasts. <laughs> like, like I've listened to the Orcs Are Dorks podcast. Yeah. There are some bits where I'm just like, that's a really good idea. Yeah. I like this, like, just in terms of making the podcast. Yeah. Like, there's some parts of it which are just very sort of meta mm-hmm. and really fun to listen to. Oh, that's a really cool idea. I like how, I like how you've done this. And... Um, it's a shame that it's wasted on podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that he admitted yeah. he had no idea what he was doing. Yeah. In terms like, of, he had to do a lot of research. Lots of research on orcs and 19th century US politics. Yes. Which, again, like, it was quite refreshing to hear him say, I want to do a podcast. About something I know about. About yeah. something I know about, and it's just me. It's not me as a character. <laughs> Which I'm just like, please do that. <laughs> please do that. It's just it's, a message. You know, this, this has gone from us informing our listeners about about this thing to just a message to John Yeah, yeah. Because he's the only one that's listening. This, is it? We, <laughs> Apparently. We just send it to, to him. Now. Yeah, yeah. But also, just want to give a shout out to uh, so tell me about your podcast podcast because yeah. that's uh, yeah like I said I'm going to start listening to more of that because it's good. Um, fish out of water, fish out of water movies. Um, I I made the joke. Well, I I say I made the joke mm. on the title post. Uh, I then went back to Patreon. Mm. I made the joke about uh, the fact that fish out of water movies. Um. It just so happens that in the 90s, Brendan Fraser did quite a lot of them yeah. in a very short space of time. Mm. Um, and, uh, uh, like, it's 
kind of weird, but you kind of get it. That was just who he was at the time. Yeah. That's what his career was doing. Yeah. Um, he was playing, like, buff idiots in the wrong place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> George of the Jungle and Sino Man, um, uh, whatever that Big Bang one was. Um, oh, uh, Blast from the Past. Blast from the Past. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, just just hot idiots walking around in modern day world yeah yeah not quite getting it yeah um and that's all he did <laughs> that's all he did for about 10 years yeah um but like uh i realized bring, bring him back he's coming back making a uh the renaissance isn't it yep recently i real i realized afterwards that rebecca beachy on at on the genre poll had put like uh, a title. Yeah. And that it was just this joke. Yeah. Well, that's this week's this Yes Very Clever Award. <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah. Um, I won't read it out then because yeah. people will have already heard it at the end of the last the yeah, main yeah. podcast. Go back and listen to the episode. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, uh, like there are more, more Fish Out of Water movies than just Brendan Fraser movies. Name one. Um, yeah. <laughs> you, you're I struggling. I'm struggling, struggling aren't struggling, you? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, well, like, all jokes aside, Thor. Yep, Thor. Um, buff idiot. Buff <laughs> idiot living in a modern day, not really quite sure what's going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Crocodile Dundee. Buff, buff idiot, idiot. <laughs> living in a modern day, not quite sure what's going on. Yeah. Hercules in New York. <laughs> buff idiot. Living in the modern day, yeah. not quite sure what's going on. The Ken movie. <laughs> the Ken movie. <laughs> the Ken movie. The, the Barbie movie. Yeah. Buff idiots. Yeah, buff idiots. Just <laughs> out in the real world, not quite sure what's going on. I'm pretty sure in the Barbie world, they weren't quite sure what was going on. <laughs> yeah, I like, there are more. I know there are more. And I don't think it's all... I think there are others which are more like... Um, uh, Jackie Chan does them a lot. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Where he's Jackie, Jackie Chan's like a normal guy, and then gets put into this weird situation. Fish mm. out of water. Tuxedo is a fish out of water situation. Uh, yeah, uh, fish out of water um, movie. Mm. Um, like, I guess there is a subgenre of um, movie which Jackie Chan was sort of famous for, like spy. Uh, spy idiots. <laughs> spy idiots. Yeah, yeah. You know, like spy with the, the layman gets put into a spy situation. Yeah, it's the it's the um, or or other or the other way around. You know, like my spy. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like or like the pacifier. Mm. Tooth fairy. That mm. kind of thing. These guys are too uptight for the uh, for the real world. They get put into a real world situation, and they realise they couldn't do the job of a mum of two. Yeah, I, I can't um, remember the, yeah. the the name, the genre we gave it. Yeah, no, I can't, can't really. But we've done it a few times yeah, where yeah, it's like a big muscly man in family situation. Yeah, yeah. Every every ex wrestler, every big action hero ends up oh, doing yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a rite of passage. It is. John yeah. Cena's done it. Um, yeah. uh, the Rock's done it. Yeah, I mean, the, the Rock. The Rock did the uh, forged a path certainly yeah. <laughs> uh, through Scorpion King. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think every wrestler has a rite of passage of like, oh, actually, no, he's pretty good. He's done a he's he, done a an interesting movie. Yeah. He's done a he's done a, an acty movie. Because John Cena was like that for a while. Mm. John Cena was in a lot of shit movies. Oh, certainly. And we all thought, oh, he's he's a crap actor. Yeah, he'll be in these shit movies forever. And then he's put in the right thing. Yeah. And it's suddenly. Oh, actually, <laughs> no, no. You just need to cast him in the right thing, and he he does it really well. Yeah, I don't think I, I think he's, yeah, he's got a talent behind him. But yeah, point being, fish out of water movies. I don't think it's just limited to those guys. Yeah, I think it's like also like you can have it in teen stuff. Yeah, uh, Amanda Bynes does a great fish out of water. Mm. Um, oh yeah, uh, uh, Sandra Bullock, mm-hmm. great fish out of water. Yeah, in uh, Miss. Congeniality, that wasn't... Yeah, that was Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Um, uh, Miss Congeniality? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was, yeah. Um, I was like, that wasn't Anne Hathaway, was it? She's... No. She's younger than that. Uh, uh, I was thinking of Reese Witherspoon in uh, Legally Blonde. Similar thing. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, oh, uh, and, and, and slightly more problematic trading places. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, or White Chicks or Big Mama's House. <laughs> yeah. Where you people have to... There's the, the, those are like the, the pretense farces. What is the point of Big Mama's House? Um, what is the... What is I the think it's like... Premise? Uh, there's a... Uh, there's a criminal. Uh, I'll, I'll just look it up, Tom. Is I'll it just look it up. Martin Lawrence, isn't it? Big Mama's house. Mm. Took me a while to remember his name. I was like, he's the bad boy that's not Will Smith. What I know is that there's quite a few of them. Yeah. There's three of them. Mm. Um, Martin Lawrence, yeah. Uh, tasked with tracking down an escaped convict and his loot by going undercover as the estranged grandmother of his former <laughs> girlfriend unaware of the bond he will form with her. It's like a kind of Mrs. Doubtfire situation. Kind in of, a way. yeah, yeah. It's a more, uh, more action-based yep. Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Doubtfire was a cop. <laughs> um, and, and Sally Field was, uh, was a drug dealer or something. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't prove that's not the plot. You of can't Mrs. prove. Doubtfire. Yeah, and um, uh, and Pierce Brosnan is actually Bond there to track down. <laughs> they're, bo- they're both there. <laughs> they're both there to get Sally Field. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, like th- those are, those are a kind of fish out of water, I think, because yeah. it's like uh, there's all that kind of either you've got to pretend or that you've got to uh, get to grips with a new world very yeah. fast. Um, and so the the uh, a big is also in there, yeah. Right, fish out of water. Yeah. Uh, Buddy uh, the elf, uh, the elf. I guess yeah. it's <laughs> is that what it's called? Yeah, Buddy the elf, the elf. Buddy the elf, the <laughs> elf. Yeah, <laughs> that is very much a uh, the bus that couldn't slow down scenario, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I think it was called Buddy the elf, the elf. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know why I remember his name. It's about, it's about this elf, right? I've only watched it like I've only half watched it once, <laughs> and I was like goofing off, not paying attention to the movie. <laughs> it's so this film, right? It's about this elf yeah. called Buddy. He he thinks he's an elf, but he's not an elf. And so it's called Buddy the, the elf, elf. The elf. <laughs> 
and all these other elves, <laughs> right? They're telling him he's not an elf, and yeah. he's got to go back to New York, where he still thinks he's an elf. Yep. And and people telling him he's not an elf. Yep. I think it's called Buddy the Elf the Elf. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a fish out of water movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has to pretend that he knows, not even pretend, he has to learn how to be a, a normal person. A big yeah. buff idiot in wrong place. Which is, which is really hard for Will Ferrell in yeah. any film. Yeah. He's just got to pretend that he's a normal human being. <laughs> Big, I'm telling you, it's just big buff idiots living in a modern life, not supposed to be there. I think, I think we've hit the nail on the head <laughs> with fish out of water movies. So from James Delaney, we've got every man, any man, every man, any man. Mm. Ooh, interesting, interesting. So. I, this feels like it could be a, a kind of quantum leap situation. Yeah. Like, where, like, you've got, um, you've got, like, an every, you've got an actor who's kind of been typecast as a, as a, as a Joe Schmo. Yes. Right? Um, uh, they're all very LA focused these, this, this week. <laughs> um, uh, being typecast as a Joe Schmo and wants to be like I most want... fish out of water movies are yeah I guess so it's either LA or New York I, mm, I don't know every man any man because the every man is of course like just the this this, this Joe Schmo uh, anywhere in America yeah average guy right mm. Um, it could be that like you're looking at a an actor who's been typecast as that schlubby guy yeah. and he's like no I want to be I always wanted to be a character actor okay. I always wanted to be able to step up my game and then Willem Dafoe <laughs> overhears this and he's like step into the actor's studio <laughs> and he's not got a course yeah he's got a magic box okay that can transport you into the into someone else I I think there is a quantum leap element to this. Yeah. I don't think we should go down the route of the uh, the sort of inside the actor studio. <laughs> and I do like the idea that Willem Dafoe has a magic box. Yeah, okay. Um, I'll take what you need from that. <laughs> yeah. Because this one I haven't got much on. So I think there's a politician. Yeah. Who is who has sold himself on the fact that he's one of the people. Yeah. He's called John. Everyman. John Everyman, yeah. John Everyman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's running for president. Sure, big stakes. And so he's... Uh, He's he's running for a... a, a, um, Senate. Yes, yeah. I think Senate is is, is vague enough that nobody really understands what a senator does, but they know it's important. (laughs) Yes, yeah, there we go. And I think he's on this radio talk show Mm -hmm. in which... Uh, the host is saying, like, people say you're out of touch. Even though you're called John Everyman, <laughs> people say you're out of touch with, with everyone. Yeah. And he's like, well, well, no, actually, um, I, I, I think I'm more in, in touch with the people, with the regular people of America than, than anyone. And uh, it's like, well, you said, when asked, like, what your favorite car was, you said your helicopter <laughs> and he's like, yeah. Doesn't everyone have a helicopter? 
Uh, it's Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah. Tom Cruise Does is... Everyone yeah. have a, a helicopter? Yeah. And uh, no, no. Quite a lot of people in New York, this state, don't have a car. It's like that Danny Pudi interview. Um, oh. Where, uh, he's, where he's like, I like socks. Yes. And he's like, socks. Got, like, some people like... Uh, what, what was it? It was... Was it Letterman? No. No, uh, Larry, uh, Larry King. Larry King. Larry King, where Larry King's asking him like what his comforts yes. are and stuff like. Don't you like going on a big C- holiday or cigars or like socks? I like socks, and he's like, and he's like, some people choose like yeah, big, uh, uh, expensive cigars or, or uh, vacations, uh, travel, and he's like. I'm on DuckTales, Larry. There's <laughs> like, no idea. No idea who he's interviewing. Yeah. Larry King. So it's like that, right? Yeah. Like the opposite of that, I guess. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, a sort of, uh, you know, everyone likes uh, likes big cigars, right? Basically any interview recently with Rishi Sunak. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where he's just where sort of trying like, to be... He has no fucking clue. Yeah, yeah exactly. He yeah. likes Star Wars, though. So... I can get behind him. I can get behind him because he likes Star Wars. I like Star Wars. The highest grossing movies of all time. I bet, right, I don't think Rishi Sunak's a proper Star Wars fan. No? I don't don't think he knows the name of the skull that Luke throws at the Rancor cage. If he doesn't, then I'm voting against him. Yes, yeah. (laughs) If if, if If he goes on a talk show again... Right, yeah. where where people can ring in, right? Yeah. We've got to ring in and Prime ask him a lot of Star times. Wars questions. Yeah. <laughs> you say you like Star Wars, right? Who's your favourite Star Wars character? Just start start easy. Yeah, yeah. Start easy. What's your favourite Sith? Yeah. <laughs> and then get fucking obscure with yeah. it. Um, what's your favourite jizz song? <laughs> you got a favourite jizz artist? <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah. So anyway, this this. Could you name out- a jazz artist? Sorry, <laughs> I just want to go down this route. <laughs> Can you yeah. name just one? How about Max Rebo? Imagine though, if he said like, <laughs> I like Max Rebo Max and, the, and the Jizz Whalers. Favorite, yeah, <laughs> like- the Jizz Whalers. Yeah. I mean, I liked his solo stuff as well, but yeah. um, <laughs> best was with the Jizz Whalers. So it's why he's not good at leading because he's really good at Star Wars trivia. <laughs> spends all his time thinking about Star Wars yeah um, <clears throat> so yeah anyway every man uh, Tom Cruise doesn't get it at all yeah yeah um, and then and then he comes out and he's, he's looking around like the New York streets and stuff and he's like oh Maybe I maybe I am out of touch and then Willem Dafoe comes out for, he, I think he, I think he, he seeks out, out Willem from, Dafoe I think yeah, he maybe. seeks out Willem Dafoe as the person he's, he's like a character actor I think we still we still oh. keep the inside the actor studio, yeah. but it's like, how can I convince people? Because he's do, he's trying to do it for falsehood, right? Yeah, yeah. He's not thinking I want to be like them. He's thinking I want to act like them. Willem Willem Dafoe does have a kind of, he is an actor. Yeah. In this. Yeah. He's an he acting does, coach. He does have a kind of, like, uh, mystical quality about him. Yeah. And he's also in this movie. Yeah. Um, That's true. So, I think he uh, Tom Cruise talks to another politician. Yeah, like an old guy yeah. who's like who once was called out of touch, but managed yeah. to sort of it's sink like, in. This guy really helped me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ronald Reagan. Yeah, Ronald Reagan, the old ex actor. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Reagan, yeah. Um, which which also fits with the politics of this 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 bad person we're we're talking about. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, so. 
He's like, I, I talked to actor Willem Dafoe <laughs> about how to fit in with the real people. Cameo. Yeah. I don't want to suggest that Willem Dafoe ever helped run Ronald Reagan. No, no, he didn't. Anything. He didn't. But I think in this <laughs> in this story, he did. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he goes to Willem Dafoe's house. He's called he's called actor Alder Wilkman. Alder Wilkman. Yeah. Hey, okay. I'm Alder Wilkman. Played by Willem Dafoe. Yeah. And so it's like when I get in, when I want to play a regular person or anyone. I've got this magic box. I got this magic box. I get into the box and uh, I come out a different person. It's kind of like a um, being John Malkovich. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of it's got, thing, it's isn't got it? That, yeah, where it's like Tom Cruise becomes all these random people yeah. and lives through their lives. But yeah, I think I think it's kind of like he can't escape the loop. Yeah, right. Like he every time he becomes a new person mm. he leaves their life because he hates it because yeah. they're, they're, they're going through a divorce or they have cancer or they yeah. uh, whatever and he runs and he runs back to Alda Wilkman's house mm. as that person yeah. and gets spending their life savings to get a bus across town yeah. going through experiences obviously living parts of this life trying to but at the start he's trying to escape the lives of the people he's becoming mm. um uh back to Alder Wilkman's house where he gets in the box and becomes someone else. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so, like... Uh, <laughs> so all these people are kind of lost. Yeah, they just they just disappear. They're floating around in the weird void that are... They, oh, they're all being carried with him as they go along. Yeah, yeah. And he's hearing voices in his head. Yeah. Right? As all these people are being kind of... All these people's spirits are being carried with him as he enters new people's bodies. Yeah. And eventually he does become kind of the everyman because he's got everyone he's inhabited in his head. Yeah. he It's like everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. But instead of just the same person, it's everyone. Yeah. Everyone everywhere all yeah. at once. And so we do about six or seven of them. Yeah, yeah. And then a, a, a montage. Mm. So like we do, it's kind of got that kind of bedazzled energy mm. of like, I don't like this this uh, this life because of these reasons. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm running back. I'll take a plane back. I'll... I'll uh, uh, jet ski back to Alder Wilkman's house get in this box I love how Willem Dafoe is dressed like we, we have him dress up like Liz Hurley yeah uh, in every Bedazzled time. Yeah, every yeah, time yeah. Every, every time it's, it's a different costume yeah yeah he's like the, he's in the short skirt yep. he's dressed as a sexy meter maid uh, then then a, a, a teacher yes sexy uh, teacher and then a, a sexy devil woman in a bikini yeah <laughs> he's always dressed like yeah he's always dressed like Liz Hurley yeah yeah um, so point being that eventually like uh, he Get, somehow gets back into his own body. Uh, yeah. How does he do it? Do you reckon he p- kicks the box over? Says, uh, Alder Wilkman, you've you've ruined my life. My mind's full of these people. And he's like, at this point, he's not being played by Tom Cruise anymore. Yeah. He's been played by um, uh, Nkuti Getwa. Mm. Right? And he's, he, and he's like, you've ruined my life. Who's that? Sorry? Nkuti Getwa, you know, the... Um, uh, Doctor Who. The new Doctor Who? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? He was in Barbie. Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and uh, he's like, you ruined my life. Yeah. This guy's poor. Yeah. Everyone I've been in the life of has been poor. Yeah. And I can't get back to my own body. And don't you want to help them? Isn't that what you say you will do <laughs> when you become senator? And 
and he's like, like, "No, I don't know if I want to become senator anymore." And he, and he, and he, he I just want to be me again. And then he like smashes over his uh, the, the box. Yeah. And inside is his own body. Yeah. Right. This lifeless Tom Cruise body. Yeah. <laughs> and um, like he crawls into it. He's crying. Mm. And Kutigan was craw- uh, crying, crawling into this red velvet smashed up box. Yeah. Fade to black. Yeah. He wakes up back in Tom Cruise's body. Yeah, yeah. Right? And he's like, oh, thank God, it was just a dream. I think, I think he's back at that interview. Yeah. And then yes. he goes, I don't want to be senator anymore. Yeah. And then, and then he decides on air to just stop the campaign. Yeah. I've, I've, I, I learned that uh, everyone, he does his big speech. Yeah. He's like... Uh, is it, I'm guessing this is like the third act, final act of. Well, of going I, I think he he goes, he leaves the leaves the interview. Yeah. Walks out into the streets of New York, sees everyone like sort of in need. Yeah. And then starts to like, like, help people. Yeah. And become like a, a more charitable person mm-hmm. going forward. He, he realizes he was getting into the center game for all the wrong reasons. He sells his sells his helicopter. Yeah, sells his helicopter. Uh, gets a regular car, drives yep. around, <laughs> and becomes humble to it. Yeah, yeah. And there, there we have it. And then he gets elected anyway. Yeah, yeah. Because he was still in the race. He didn't pull out of the race. He didn't do any of the forms to be like, I'm not running. Yes. He just stopped his campaign. Yes. He stopped trying. Yeah. And in doing so, became more like the every man he wanted to be. Every man, well, any man. Any man, yep. <laughs> there we go. Thank you, James Delaney, for that yeah, one. That was weirdly heartfelt. Yeah. <laughs> and like... Kind of good. Oddly, like... It's been a while since we've pitched a movie where I was like, I can see that working. I can see that working yeah. with, a bit of, with some tweaks, yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Hello, just want to say thank you for listening to the Lives of Pitch deleted scenes. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, maybe consider sharing it with your friends on social media, by word of mouth, anywhere really. Maybe put it onto a, a thumb drive and just throw it at someone. And maybe even reviewing it on wherever you got it. If you find it somewhere on iTunes or Acast or wherever, maybe review it there. Five stars, thumbs up, give everyone the heads up. Like I said before, thank you. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.